It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Hey, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast. Uh, I'm hosting today because Lucio is uh, doing his chores. Pietro, what sort of chores is Lucio doing today? Give us. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know. I don't okay. know what he does on a Saturday as a day. It's either that, yeah, oh yeah, teaching marking. That's what he's doing. He's doing marking. his so Lucho's doing marking. his morning. I'm taking over the host of Luke. Matt May. That's that Matt May on Twitter. Come and trash me. Um, trash my uh, latest draft because I'm trashing myself on it. And I'm joined, as always, by uh, Tony two times. Like say, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, weird that Lucho's not here, but let's see how we get on. Yeah, he didn't want to Mm. Speaking of not wanting to do the NFC West, Cello, how are you doing? I know you're getting tired of this format. Listen, I'm <laughs> always willing. I'm always willing. <laughs> uh, how's the weather, Cello, as well? How's the weather? Let's keep Lucho's jokes alive. We owe him that much. <laughs> no, it's good. Good thing. Yeah, uh, Lucho, they do his marking outside. We've got all these colours. got the red, got the yellow, got the blues. <laughs> it's it's just t- coming, t- off, t- coming off a two-week Easter holiday as well. Yeah, it's a tough gig. It's tough. Two weeks on, two weeks. Yeah, so how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I was missing the um the bangers and trash intro. Where is it? Well, yeah, you've got the, the, the screaming. No, yeah, it's yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not even going to try. I was about to try it. I just I can't <laughs> commit to it. I mean, that's just <laughs> that, that is unique to Luke. Maybe we'll try it. Maybe we'll cut it in. Uh, Asia coffee tea. I know you've been having a bit of time with your routine. Oh, it's fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, let's crack on then. So we've got the NFC West. We're going to run through. Again, we're looking at this through a dynasty lens. Who's the players you could tag in fantasy value? Who's the players you could tag in So we'll start off with a card. Start off with you, Tony. I am. What is exciting you about the Cardinals this season? Team dear to my heart. Um, which I don't know why, actually. I've never been to Arizona, um, you know, or, or Phoenix or anything. But basically, the, um, well, this, this, they've had some tough times over the last 10 years or whatever, if you remember the Carson Palmer days, and even before that with Kurt Warner. It hasn't really been much fancy relevance, but really, I think they're the most exciting team in this, in this division because the amount of the plays they run, there's going to be fantasy score high scorers pretty much across the board you know um we'll get the tight end obviously at the end but <clears throat> quarterback in terms of dynasty i think kyler murray's in that top four or five you know after mahomes there's 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 three or four and he's he's one of those with josh allen probably um and Dak prescott for me um but really should we get stuck into the yeah, unless anyone's got anything special to say about Kyler Murray, his rushing upside is obviously good. Dynasties or, or strong for years to come, in my opinion. Are you all in agreement with Kyler before we get stuck into the running backs? Because I, yeah. I guess we've got some news there. Yeah, top three right. pick. Top three pick. Agree it's in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chase Edmonds then. So let, let's get into. I've been talking about Chase for, for months. <laughs> been dying to get stuck oh. into Chase. So what are we saying about James Conner? First of all, do we believe he's the lead back? Who's the lead back there? James Conner. 
see, it, it, it depends on what your classification of lead back is. Uh, the Kenyan, the Kenyan Drake role, the Kenyan Drake role last year was a lead back. He does not take that same role that Kenyan Drake had last year. Are you sure? I am positive he does not take that role with Kenyan Drake last year. Second day. It, it's going to be closer to a. That's the role. I think Chase will still be the be one on the depth chart going into the season as well, which I know it doesn't hold that much weight coming uh, in fantasy, but I still think you'll be the RB one on the depth. I disagree with all this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I think it spits up, that's all. I, I don't understand why you bring in James Conner and he's not the RB. I mean, you bring in a player for his talent to run the ball on first and second day. What they were missing, he's gonna do that. Chase is the compliment, he's not gonna see goal line, he's gonna be a pass catcher, and he is gonna see some more carries this year. But I mean, Connor is the RB1, I, I don't see any other way around it. Well, I, I so I agree with that, definitely. Oh, that's good, so he's gonna talk. Yeah, we, we lost. You, you said about goal line back. Tony. Chase is not going to be that. They're not going to. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that Chase is not going to be a goal down. Uh, yeah. You know, goal to go that's, back. That's complete agreement there. That's a given. So, so Connor comes in, and Drake was actually utilised down the, at the goal line, but so was Kyler Murray. Don't forget. So you know, um, that's why I think Chase's ceiling is this has completely disappeared with this signing. Um. Which I was excited about. Obviously, I, I thought his ceiling when we had those like thirty-five point games when Chase was the man a couple of years ago, or whatever. They've completely gone now because he doesn't get that goal line back. So unless he's running them in from thirty yards, Chase's ceiling's going to disappear. But I think his floor is safe, and and the reason why I agree with Cello, I think it's going to be closer to that sixty-forty split, or maybe even fifty-fifty. Let's call it fifty-fifty. But he he will get the receiving work, um, and he's he's more elusive. Than James Connor, so his floor is probably safer, which is strange to say for Chase because I was really excited about his ceiling, but I think his ceiling has gone away a little bit with this signing. But then again, you know, it's better this signing's better than a top three draft, a top three RB in the draft, which I think now is borderline guaranteed that Cardinals don't go that way. So, yeah. you can look at that, that's yeah, for Chase. No, I was just saying for Chase, it, it was the best um, the best outcome for him. He was never going to go into the season as the only back there. Him and, uh, was it, Eno, Eno Benjamin? It was never mm-hmm. just going to be those yeah. two. It was either going to be a, a draft pick or someone in free agency. And going after someone who, let's face it, he didn't run last year. He ran one game, played one game. He looked terrible in that one game. So, no, uh, going well, after- hang on. I don't think he looked <laughs> terrible. He did out, he averaged 2.9 a carry in 25 yeah. carries, so that, that's pretty bad. But he didn't, it, yeah. They, they, the, 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 I guess the best part about that is they actually gave him 25 carries. So, if I mean, Connor is injury. I know we're not talking about injuries much on this podcast. We, ha- we have to talk about like players, not from a fantasy perspective, but they're going to miss games. Forget about fantasy a minute because I don't like talking about industry. In, in, Injuries for fantasy points, but are we honestly thinking Connor's going to play 17 games next year? Yeah, this is just what I was about to bring up. I mean, I'm going to sum up what you've all said, which is right. 
see that Connors is probably the best scenario for Chase. Um, he is not going to play the full season. So his upside is not completely down. Because Connors, I cannot see him playing 17 games next year. I don't think anyone here can. I don't think he's ever done it. So you've got to look at recent history. And, but I think we saw enough from last year that they're not comfortable loading up Chase Edmonds with Harry. And he didn't perform when they did. So I may not even be surprised if they brought in someone else to back it up. Um, not, not a big name, but someone else can carry the ball and is a bit more reliable. Someone like, we just come off like Idlow Smith, just come, come into free agency. People like, someone like that, to, back, to fill up that backfield. So I still don't think they've got enough there. James Conner's the only one I could see that could really run that ball on first and second. Round. I don't. I don't think Chase is incapable, but the sample size. I, I, yeah. He had one game where I think he had like twenty-four-ish carries, something like that. And yeah, his average two point in the two, mid two point five, two point six, something like that. But the sample is so small. What we're saying with Chase then? I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a safe. I think he's a safe. Um, RB3, and I think that's good enough for, yeah, you're looking at a flex, basically. I think he's a safe flex. He's not got that ceiling, like I said earlier. I think the ceiling is gone, it's gone now, but that doesn't matter because he, I think he's safe for about 9 to 10, 9 to 12 points a game. And if he does fall in the end zone, that's another, another six on top. So I think he's a safe RB3. That's probably good so- enough. Just talking about a one-year sample, then who's, who finishes higher, Connor or Chase? Who would you take redraft? Who would you take, Connor or Chase? Uh, I would take Chase, Bill. I see on for Connor. See, I'm and taking Chase. Yeah, but it is close. It is close. But I'm thinking about where we're going to move on to now. They're a secret threat. So I yeah. think they'll get to the end zone a lot more this year. A lot better. And I think Connor's got quite a big touchdown upside this year in redraft if I think that he's going to get I don't know I think five and ten touchdowns yeah I think I think Kyler when we get down to the goal the amount of read option plays they ran is ridiculous Kyler Murray is is basically you know an RB1 when you get down to that that goal line so I think actually Kyler's the biggest winner here again because they keep the same system that worked last year um Receiving options are interesting because obviously, let's say Larry doesn't come back. You've got Hopkins and AJ Green outside. Are we, are we saying Christian Kirk fills that slot role? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, he's the biggest buy then on the whole team because they haven't got a tight end. So, you know, my theory about you know slot position when there's no tight end, it's not, not hard to work that out. But basically, you know, you're looking at, three receiver sets with no tight end, that third receiver like Tyler Boyd, like Christian Kirk in this instance, has is, is got massive value and probably underrated. This was going to say about your intro about Dynasty. I'm not, I don't think, as excited as you are. Because <clears throat> Dynasty-wise, the problem is values are pretty set on most of the players. You've got Kyler Murray, who's almost yeah. on Dynasty. You've got the receivers, who everyone's excited about the fantasy Redraft, you've got AJ Green, and D-Hop, who are going to perform. But they're not exactly buys and dynasty. And you've got James Conner, a running back, 
who was kind of at the value of Chase. So dynasty wise, you really are left with someone like Chris and Kirk. So and Chase, I would say Chase is a buy in dynasty. Okay, opinion. but what I mean was you, his value was higher a couple of weeks ago than it is now. Yeah, so that's I think he's a he's a buy now. Yeah. He's, a, he's a buy now, definitely. So you're only left with a handful of players. So I'm not as like dynasty wise because I think you were at the introduction. Uh, I, I, I would go Murray, Chase, and Kirk are all solid buys or holds, if, you know, in Kyler's instance. Uh, Ka- Kyler, Kyler, just purely because he's a first-ranked pick, top three pick. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a hold then. You, you were, yeah, yeah, I mean... You're left with two players. Yeah. And both, of, both, are, both, are very, both are very attainable, I would say. Chase, I mean, he's going, what, both are going 10... Round ten or eleven in startups, yeah. In our recent startup, I think both are attainable for a good price. What, what are they doing at the tight end position then? Because obviously, Dan Arnold last year was coming on strong at the end, didn't really kick off like they thought. But they've got literally no one. Max Williams is their, is their starting tight end. He seems to follow the pattern of all these other tight ends in the league that come on strong at the end of the year. And nothing seems to happen. I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. by Dawson, Mark, Dan Arnold, um, Tyler Higby. Higby. They all, yeah, I don't know why it is. They all seem to have a strong end of the year. But you're better, better sent to invest in them now. Because you know what could happen next. Something like Tyler Higby, where it just ends up being nothing. So I, I don't know. I, I am seeing Is Hopkins a sell? Let me just throw that in there because he is is twenty eight. He's twenty nine. Is this is is this the last time to cash in on him? This is absolutely the time I'd be selling. I actually would have done it towards the end of last year, but yeah, I, I when when he started hitting this age around twenty nine, I like to get rid of rid of him while they're still max value. I said the same with Julio, Alan Robinson. I like to get rid of him whilst he's still really valuable. I think twenty eight is. The, the number. Once you go past 28, you've missed the boat on that started. I think all people see is the number. They see 29. They find it hard for best first round pick, which is why you're looking for 29 year olds who struggle to push. Yeah. 28, I think, but, you should be selling at that point. But I would say equally, I wouldn't mind buying someone like AJ Green getting one. If, you, if your team's ready to win, I've got no problem spending absolutely nothing to get an AJ Green in. And just having for one season in your dynasty team because it'll cost you nothing at the end of the day. So, well, you I, say the I, same I, Con- think... Connor and AJ Green in the same boat. Then. Yeah, if they cost nothing, I've got no problem with that. I like Connor as a punt this year. I think he's a really good value at RB. You can bring him in for a year and he does hit, which like all the potentials there. But he's in a good team, good offense, and he's going to get most of the ball carried. Well, a long way in Ericat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's it then. That's the Cardinals sorted. Um, let's move on to the Seahawks. Start with you, P. What you? Oh. What? Where's your? Here's the first question. Where? Where? Where's the most fancy value for you? If you were glancing across that team. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, he's the only one going in the top two rounds of uh, fans in Dynasty. So I think it's obvious. 
He's oh, I'm Russ. Don't forget about Russell. No. <laughs> the man's road. I mean, yeah, he's he's the top one of the top three young. He's in that bracket of those three with AJ Brown, CD Lamb, those boys to him. And he's one of them. So if you grab him, if you can grab him, then yeah. But the price is astronomical. Outside of that, you're kind of if you're looking for bargain, kind of a little bit upset that Chris Carson signed because some of the upside a bit of unknowns about who's going to run the ball it disappeared mm-hmm. so whoever has Chris Carson just probably going to hold it out for two years because they're not going to get much back from him someone like um, Penny I mean it might be time to let go of Penny if you've been holding on waiting that shit seems for sale DJ Dallas if you were picked him up in a punt thing he's probably the one to hold over Penny for me but mm-hmm. See what the other guys think. Receiver, lock is tied down for four years now. I mean, I think he's a great buy for a hundred. Guess a hundred targets a game, a hundred targets a season. Okay. <laughs> hey, I wish. Talk about, we need to talk about Lockett uh, a little bit more because you had Lockett last year. You weren't really. You you no. didn't. I mean, he finished tight end um, wide receiver nine, didn't he, or eight? Soldier is always looking at those numbers because he picked up yeah. 40 points in one game, which is but, but, across the season. Yeah, so you had him, and your frustration was clear. He's not going to have a better season than last year, is he? Overall, what do you think he is? No, I don't think he will have fantasy wise overall if you're looking at overall numbers. But if he can mm-hmm. become more consistent across each game, then he may actually have more value to the owner. So if he's getting three points, 40 points, and he finishes with 150 fancy points at the end of the year, he could finish with 130 next year, less. But if he's scoring 10 points a game, I'm much happier with that. Yeah. The problem with Lockett is always boom or bust. And DK Metcalf is the star man. He's a touchdown man. It's difficult. Mm. It's a difficult conversation. I'm not sure what to say about Lockett. If I had him, I'd... he's in that age range at 28. If you can get something decent back, I'd consider it, but it'd be difficult to sell him something decent. So I'd probably end up holding and hoping he's more consistent. Dallow got him at good value in our latest um, in our startup dynasty draft, Superflex. Charles, lock it. How are you feeling about that? I thought it was a steal. I think it was the, I want to say around the 10th right? Ish, something like that. Actually, yeah, yeah. If not, and, if not further back. Yeah, I was, I was trying to pick him up, and it, literally as I was trying to pick him up, the news came out that he was signing his contract. I think it was you, Matt. You were on the clock, and you were, you were taking a pick. You wouldn't make your pick. I was hoping no one would see the news before, uh, before I got. There. So yeah, it, it was a steal, I think, especially ah, with that with that contract extension, and if Russell hopefully stays, I think uh, it's good value. You can always trust that I'm not going to snipe you for the players you want, Kelly, when I'm on the clock. Eh? That's I, I think I was on. I think I think I was on the clock after you, Matt. You were. Um, I saw the news, but I had Metcalf. The only um, uh, I picked Metcalf in round three. Might have swayed my decision. Can't remember. But oh no, Matt Ryan. I was very happy with Matt Ryan. I remember picking Matt Ryan. I lock in that um, yeah, probably probably the choice that Matt should have made. Anyway. 
Um, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Metcalf. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure about Metcalf. I took him because of the value. I know other people like him. I'm probably. I'm, he won't. I don't think he'd be on my roster at the start of the season. I, I think he's a sell now before he starts. Another. What? Slide on impact over. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'll see. take it. I'll download Diggs. There you go. Diggs. Oh, you've been trying to shift Diggs since day one. <laughs> trying to shift Diggs during the draft. I know. 20, 28 this year. That's... I love Diggs. I don't know what he's <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else we want to talk about with the CEOs? We want to talk Russell about... Russell Wilson. Right, yeah, um, I, I, oh, go on. Go, go on. on. Let's talk oh, about Russell. Go on. I was just saying, you can't not talk no, about No, I just wanted to mention about Chris Carson. Again, one of those players that if your team is set up to win, he is a fantastic guy now. Because I still don't think, I still think he's undervalued and I still don't think he'll pay the full amount for what is a fringe RB1, RB2 for a year or two. And I won't mention the I word in this. No, you should, because he's 26. <laughs> no, that's the yeah, only... Yeah, I guess running backs, running backs, we can talk a little bit about it because we just did with Connor. But I, I, Carson's a bit more durable, isn't he, than Connor? No. Yes. Than Connor, no, yes. That, that, that's a difference between the two. They get into the exact <laughs> same. The difference is Carson makes the field, whereas Connor does not, for the same mm. injuries. He's, I wouldn't say durable. I'd say Carson's more the man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> attack him. Attack him. <laughs> Good job because I listened to this. There you are. <laughs> I'm looking through some of Carson's stats of last year. The pace he was on, the reception pace he was on was was frightening. He was he was on yeah. course for like 60 receptions. Just looking at it, and that's isn't that yeah. just yeah, yeah definitely because he gets the carries with it. <laughs> he's, high, he's, oh, he's 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 got more of a scene than Chase. That's no question. Um, yeah, Russell Carson. must Russell must be scrambling less then if he's dumping off a little bit. Carson that. Like make sense with Russell getting up in age, but I watched a couple of games recently with Russell against Arizona, that big overtime game where DK chased that player down um, and tackled him before he went into the end zone. Russell Wilson actually had like 70 yards rushing. His rushing really at the start of the season was up there. So um, it's only when they went back to a running game towards the end of the season when the numbers started disappearing for Russell. So, um, He's still in the he's still he's still in the you know Aaron Rodgers tier, isn't he? The dynasty for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course he is. is he staying? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think we're in the like ninety five percent now that he yeah. is staying. So that's, that's good enough. There's talk of so, him. He, he convinced Carson to stay as well. So he's, yeah, and lucky. I, I do feel I do feel like they're going to go back to basics a bit next year. They are going to run the ball a bit more. Uh, I think. The experiment where they were letting Russ just throw the ball for the first eight weeks. Uh, I think that's over. I think they go back to running the ball, prove that defence, because the defence at the start of the year was just historically bad. It picked up mm. towards the end. So I think they'll, they'll concentrate more on that than, than the passing game as such. So they lost, their, they lost their third wide receiver. Going to the third wide receiver in tight end again. Like I always talk about. So they lost David Moore and they picked up Gerald Everett. So they're probably going to go two tight ends with Will Disley and Gerald Everett a bit more unless they add a receiver. I know Antonio Brown is sticking around. Um, 
and he's quite friendly with Russell Wilson. So that wouldn't be a bad wide receiver three there. Uh, but if they stay with Metcalf, Lockett, Disley, and Everett, they'll they'll run two two tight end sets more, and they will run the ball out of that formation more. Yeah. That's my prediction. And the, the, oh, the other issue is they have pretty much no draft capital in this uh, in this draft. So the likelihood is they pick up any sort of offensive weapon is is minimal because they need to sort out the defense first. So Antonio Brown, free agency yeah. or nothing. Yeah, they got a receiver, Freddie Swain, the rookie they picked up. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking up David Morgan, <laughs> and they haven't replaced him. So I no. think a look at it. Yeah, as the third man there, but Gerald Everett, I think, is a player. Yeah, right? uh, they over like Disley. They like yeah, over Disley. I mean, Disley was there all last year, didn't reproduce. If you look at Disley's uh, number, when you had him, he heavily relied on touchdowns. Heavily. Look at the numbers. It wasn't a great catch rate. He was catching a touchdown a game, which made him fancy relevant. Everett is a better player. And they I brought think- someone over. They brought someone over from the Rams. I think it might be a tight end coach. Actually, Everett said he chose Seattle because of the coaching. I think they brought someone over with him. So that, that's one to watch. Actually, I, I might think look into that. Russell's going to have a touchdown connection if that sparks up again. Russell loves a tight end. Every year he picks one, and there is man. Mm. So you want to get ahead of the game. I think it could be Everett. All right. Cool. In the red zone, that's all he looked for. He's Ballster. done that for years now with the, with the Titans. Ballster. Hollister, Hollister, Olsen, even Greg Olsen. Olsen, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Graham. Get ahead of the curve. Go by, go by Everett. Hey, you've always got one on these episodes of just go get it. Everett, just go get it. Because it costs you nothing if you're wrong. This is yeah. the main thing. You can get these players. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Okay. Um, a couple of questions for me, Dan, on that chat. Um, you mentioned Antonio Brown, Tony potentially mm. going there. What does that do to his fancy value if he lands at the Seahawks? Is he viable? Yeah. Is he someone you're looking at? He's lucky, yeah, yeah. He, he probably is because they, I mean, David Moore did catch a, a couple last year. The only thing, I, it probably hurts others more than it get, it helps him. If that makes sense. So yeah. you're looking at a very small passing percentage then for Metcalf. Metcalf probably gets hurt the most. Lockett probably doesn't get touched. But I think it hurts Metcalf the most. More I than it gives Brown value. I think this is a bit of fancy football, my boys. Not only do they have draft capital, they've got no salary. I mean, I don't see how they can bring in Antonio Brown on the wage he's going to ask for. He does yeah. that for a lot of money, does he? At <laughs> least <laughs> someone more functional, I think, if, if any. Yeah. yeah. A bit cheaper. Fine, one to keep an eye on. And the other quick question is uh, Russell Wilson for redraft. Where are you placing him, boys? Where are you thinking he, he, you're looking at him as an up for redraft? And where about? Perfect late round QB. I don't think you'll go high. Really? I think all the young, yeah, even in redraft, the young ends will go higher. All the young ends. They'll just they'll just go higher in redraft. You'll you'll be the perfect player to drop to eleven, maybe even around eleven, twelve. I can see him. Oh, I, I can't just on name value. I can't see him dropping that far. On yeah, the, in the majority of leagues, I can't. That's the players we play with, Jill, I think. Is uh, yeah, bias there. This is what yeah. I was talking about. The vast majority, here, and yeah, they won't let all that far. It's the same. But it, I mean, if you look, if, 
No, yeah, maybe different for Rogers though, because he's. I mean, he's shown last year. You know, he's still got it. But Russell might drop next year. If you look at other the names, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Herbert, Jackson, Prescott, seven. Uh, Rogers is eight. So already you're looking at a team team nine, number nine who needs a quarterback. So if all eight players, this twelve man league, eight of them got quarterback, I think four players will be playing late round quarterback, and one of you know, he's going to be in there, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you know, that's another name. And Russell Wilson, I think those two drop. See, when you put it like that, that's, yeah, that is, that's actually a good point because mm. the amount of quarterbacks go early. If you are the sort of guy, which I am, who doesn't take a quarterback early, yeah, it's quite possible you pick up a decent, a, a, a really good quarterback in around double digits, the, the double digit range. I don't think Wilson goes double digits. Even if you name those numbers, a lot of those go up five rounds. Which means you're looking at at six onwards. They will five start. top five rounds for a quarterback. The ones you named, if you're talking Mahomes, well, eight eight quarterbacks in the in a one quarterback league. Really? In redraft, yeah. In top oh, five, wow. top five rounds. That's wild, wild. Have a look. <laughs> at least way top, too rich. <laughs> That's a good discussion. We won't we, we we won't know until yeah. The other thing is. It changes every year because obviously the hype around quarterback. So, you know, yeah. what's to say someone doesn't love Trevor Lawrence? This would be a mistake in my opinion. But if Trevor Lawrence gains, you know, he looks good in OTAs or whatever throughout the offseason, could you see someone He's... jumping jumping and taking Lawrence over Will? I can, just on the hype alone. It would be a mistake DH. in my opinion. DH when in redraft. Been... Yeah, redraft. Based yeah. on based on landing spot and a bit of height. Exactly. It can easily happen. Fine. Okay. That's that then. So we know what Pietro's doing in redraft. He's going to have five QBs. Five Lovely. Games. Oh, actually, no. He's going to have three QBs and two tight ends. I want Wilson as my second. Can. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you do, Pete. Um, let's have a, we'll have a super quick halftime show. Uh, again, you know, we owe it to you. Um, <laughs> No theme music or wig this time, but let's just have a quick chat around your trade beat. Ezekiel Elliott for T Higgins. Uh, um, we put it to the uh, we put it to the vote on the Twitter, and uh, it fell to the Ezekiel um, Elliott side. What's the scores again? Sixty six percent, or sixty seven percent for Ezekiel Elliott, but a short, a small sum. So, I mean, you're pretty pleased with this, Pete. Tell the listeners, what's, tell the listeners what's going on and, and, uh, and how you're feeling. I traded Ezekiel Elliott straight up to T. Higgins. I, I don't even like it 100 <laughs> But here's the logic, basically. Um, I agree in value-wise, is worth more. But this was a dynasty peak, and I was in a rebuild. And I wanted Zeke off my roster. I'd offered him out to the league. I couldn't get what I wanted, which was a running back and a first percent. So when you've gone through all the running backs, you're not left with a lot. So I thought highest potential value, I went for a, rece- a young receiver. And I picked Dee Higgins. And my logic is, next year, Zeke is going to have a good year, is the problem. But after that, his value, I think, nosedives. Ezekiel Elliott and T. Higgins' arrow is only pointing up. 
I have gambled in the hope that D. Higgins firmly establishes himself as the number one. And Jamar Chase doesn't go there. That's, so that's the biggest problem for me, the last thing oh. you said. The oh. absolute, I think, I think Chase, now Thaddeus Moss is there as well. So that's Thaddeus Moss, um, Burrow, all LSU players. I think Chase goes there to make three of them come back together. So I, I actually think Higgins. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's pretty much eight percent they're choosing Chase at, at five. And it's I think the... Yeah, they've got Sewell who's the the O line. So I, I think I, I think, think they get they get they got O line back. They've had a couple of they bought Riley Reef over from uh, we talked about Bengals recently, we? but Riley Reef over yeah. from uh, Minnesota Vikings at the right tackle, and they get the left tackle back, who was lost for injury. So they're already gaining two O line. So when I looked into it properly, it's, it's either Pitts or or Chase, and I think they've just signed um, Thaddeus Moss. Obviously, he's not the answer for tight end, but that's that's Burrow bringing back his old historic LSU team, and Chase obviously was a big part of that. So I think. Um, that, 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 going back to the trade, probably the wrong time to do it, as you said, because hmm. Elliot will Elliot will gain steam over the offseason because Dallas's offense is so good, and they've paid him, and Dak will be back to normal in the summer, and all of a sudden Zeke is a top, you know, top workhorse, and they they had to come by. Added Chase uncertainty into that, I think you could have got more. That's all I'm saying. Oh, probably the oh. wrong time to do it. If you did it around September time. When Chase has had that off season with Burrow, you know, you definitely I, could have gone more. I tried to get a first of it and I thought that would have been it. Next year's first, not even this year. So I would have been happy to sell for that, but I've been doing yes. I took the trade. I won't yeah, I don't think I'll regret your... it in a year or two's time, obviously. Because he'll have a twenty eight year old running back. And worst comes to worst. Say they do draft Jamar Chase, Boyd's out of contract. A year, um, and AJ Green's gone, so still end up with either the one or the two on the Bengals. It, it just sounds a bit rushed to me. It, it sounds a bit oh. forced, a bit rushed to me. And, and, but, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Tony put it perfectly. You could you could have waited there. You could have waited a few weeks for uh, the for the value there. Okay. Now Pietro went and got his boy. Do you know what my problem is in this league? There's only a handful of players prepared to trade. I would have traded, but you asked for you asked for Sanders I, plus one point seven. Yeah. Miles <laughs> Miles Sanders plus one point seven. And if that's at one point seven turns to Najee Harris, because it's a super flex league, let's be honest. So four quarterbacks are gonna go up uh, you know quite quickly. All of a sudden you're looking at Najee yeah. Harris at the Steelers. No, I think and Miles Sanders and Najee Harris. About there, no, about, about there. Four five. quarterbacks, five quarterbacks, even better. Five no, quarterbacks, no, no. Pitts, Pitts, Pitts be, uh, someone is going to buy into the Pitts. Yeah. You did yourself. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. I think all you need anyway. is, is four Pitts and Jamar to go, and Najee's at seven. Exactly. Not going to name it, the 1.7 Sanders physique, I think, is, is perfect for what I should be asking for, and it's what you've got. I can't exactly ask for a different first round number. But <laughs> well, you didn't get a first back. Yeah. 
Anyway, I, it's done now, and you, you just gotta hope. I'm hoping that Chase doesn't go to Bengals because I I'm all into old tape, as you all know. So uh, <laughs> that will absolutely crush him. But I've been right with uh, you know Edmund. See if Tate. I mean, that'll be the two biggest wins, really, for me. See what happens. Well, we'll keep an eye on Pietro over the next couple of years. Yeah, where this trade ends up. You don't win it. You don't win it now in Dynasty. You know, it's a long game, Pete. You're playing a long game. But let's move on. Go on. Let me say something about Dynasty. That's really that's a good point, Matt. Matt. Right. Let me just put this out there. Pietro has done that trade, and he hasn't won the title in the last two or three years. So he had a team to win. Now he had Derek Henry, Zeke. You know, the two strong, probably one of a couple of years ago, the two strongest workhorse back, whatever. Um. He hasn't won the ship. Now he's moving. He's moving off. When you have a start of draft and you choose to win now, you've got a one in eight chance of winning dynasty. So if you're playing for money, you know your odds are not that good. If everyone's doing a win now strategy, which on, on our recent startup, I think maybe four or five—well, actually six or seven teams have chosen a win now strategy. So, you know. Most people do a startup dynasty, um, but start win now is very risky because then you set yourself back. Pietro's now set himself back the first two years that he lost, but he didn't win with a win now strategy. And now he's after rebuild. He's losing another year, that's third year. He's probably going to use the fourth year. You're looking at, you know, if you start with a win now strategy and fail, that's what I'm saying, you're looking at year five. If you I'm start with losing. a year, if you, win, you start with a, a startup draft with a rebuild strategy in mind not a rebuild straight away but a young team in mind you're looking at year two or three so that's that that's you know if you're playing for big money you want to be looking at younger people and start a draft which we know anyway but win now strategy in in, in dynasty is, is risky for that yeah that reason yeah i agree with your first point i i missed my shot so i have no i, I had derek henry i had Mahomes. that I should have won, couldn't. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So what's your chances of winning with that team? But Probably one in, one in five, one in six. Look at the players I'm going for. I don't agree with uh, two years. I'm firmly taking a year off, one year. <laughs> I'm, I'm targeting 20. Yes, the Higgins is 22, 23 season. The other players I've brought in are 25-year-old receivers. Debo Samuel, players who have value 10. I'm hoping. I'm not, I'm not aiming light years away. I'm, I'm a running back short. Call this shot. See if it pays off. I've got to land the title in a few years. I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to land it this year or I'm done. My God. <laughs> um, I won't get a most two. Or you're in the same place I am. I am. Yeah, I'm myself. right there. Right there. Um, right, let's go quickly. To, we, we're running out of time, so we'll go quickly through these last two teams. So we got, um, let's go with the Rams first. Uh, Tony, back to you. To, Take us through who's attractive at the Rams. Uh, well, I like Stafford's addition. Um, I think Tyler Higby is a very, very, very good by this year, um, and he's going to have a sour, sour taste in it, in people's mouths for the last couple of years. Um, sorry, on the back of, of his big season, we've already talked about. It. He disappointed last year with Everett sharing time. Everett's gone. They got Bryson Hopkins as their number two receipt, uh, tight end. So and, and Stafford. Uh, you know, is an upgrade throwing the ball. So I think he's actually the biggest by, along with Cammy, probably, because obviously his workload's going to go through the roof. Cello doesn't like him, so probably we'll, we'll move on to Cello. Um, <laughs> but, but me, Pietro, firmly in the Cammy, because, uh, you know, yeah, I think I'm all in with him. 
Um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Sean Jackson. So Jackson helps. Jackson actually helps Woods and Cup because he'll stretch the field. He'll keep everyone on. He's still got the speed. Not looking obviously to buy Jackson at the stage. And you know, boom bust. We talked about uh, Lockett being boom bust. You know, times up by ten for Jackson. Him. But but what he does, he will help Woods and Cup, especially with Stafford. So um, still a run for first team though. So that's why Cam Akers with and Tyler Higby is the end. I like that. Nice. Joe, do you want to say anything about Cam Akers? No, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I was I was down on him a sec. I was just lower than these other boys. But since then, Malcolm Brown has left. That graded backfield's got a little less graded. So I I have he has gone up in my uh, in my ranking since then. And my brother's going to say that Malcolm Brown didn't matter. Yes, he did, because he was going to steal all the passing down work, which is what's just... making Akers a what? viable RB1 now. Cut him off, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no one puts words in my mouth. Uh, Malcolm Brown's the biggest threat to a running back in football history. Oh, here he is. Right up there. He's right up there with... Um, who's the one-yard vulture? I forgot his name now. For who? Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard. Howard. Right up there with Jordan Howard. He's, he's a monster. Yeah. So that's a lot of rubbish. What I was saying was, Carl, is Martin Brown left before you made four games where you had Gibson above Akers, which is a disgrace. A disgrace. I'll have to um, The Rams, as soon as they signed Stafford, they were all in for the next two years. So am I. Um, I'm going in. Akers is a must-have. Higby, Completely agree with Antonio. Um, he had a bad year. This is going to be a much better one for him. He is the main man at tight end now. Um, Cup, like, I'm all in on Cup. I think people think he had a down year last year where the numbers don't really reflect that. It was just because he had such a super season the year before. Um, so I'm in on Cup, in on Woods, any of them. I think they're going to have an incredible fancy season, all the main stars. Yeah, this is a hat trick here because I won shares of all of them as well. Apart from Deshaun Jackson, I won shares of all the receivers, oh, including Van Jefferson. Cam Akers, I'll even take some Dow Henderson just in case. I mean, his value has gone rock bottom anyway. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I said Stafford, <laughs> an amazing QB2 in Dynasty. To get him as your QB2 is just, I think, an incredible bargain. So, um, yeah. Give me all the shares. Yeah, Stafford was the signal flare uh, go by the round. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shell, you said um, Akers has gone up in your rankings. Has he overtaken Gibson? Yeah. Thank oh. God. There we go. Um, okay. I, I, I can tell you he's definitely above than that Swift, but we won't, we won't go into that. Yeah, no, I was just about to bring up Swift. Swift is uh, <laughs> 50-50 in our latest poll um, with, uh, with, with Gibson um, and you're putting Akers for both of them so, uh, so there we go um, okay well I think that yeah good summary there go get all the Rams um, let's move on to the 49ers then Kel we'll start with you and we'll start with the draft situation at the 49ers uh, who do you think they are going to take So there's been all the talk. There was all the talk about Mac Jones, and they went to his pro day, and all this excitement and hype. I still think they take Justin Fields at three. They start Jimmy G this season. 
until it doesn't work out, until the wheels fall off, and then they got their quarterback for the future to come in, similar to like Tua last year with Fitz at Miami. They they got that 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 backup. There's a small chance I've heard talk about Trey Lance going there, but he's really unpolished compared to the other two just mentioned prior. But big, big I think ceiling. it's I think it's I think it's Fields. Yeah. I think it's Fields. So I recall we ran eight. I I agree with you. I think it's field, but I think the logic has a flaw because I agree with what Shallow said. I think this is what they're going to do. They're going to keep Jimmy G and they're going to start it. But the problem is, someone like Jimmy G on that team, he got them to a Super Bowl. And I don't see the wheels falling off because Jimmy G is good, is functional enough to keep that team going. So my problem is, if you pick up someone like Field, you could be with a QB on the bench for the season. If Jimmy G makes the playoffs, they're not going to bench. So well, you'll QB on the bench, I'm afraid. They did make the Super Bowl, but just remember who they blamed for losing that Super Bowl. I, yeah. Just remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say about, I just want to, just one thing about, are we sure? So Fields, I agree, Mac Jones is not ready to start. Are we saying Fields is not ready to start? I think he's. I think he's ready to go, Fields. If Jimmy G stays in the roster, he starts. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. That's, that's, more I that's massive. I that's massive. He's on twenty-five million dollars. If you don't, you can't do that on the bench week one for the rookie. And, they, and they're, shopping him for a, they're shopping him for a first-round pick, aren't they? They're not going to get well, that. But yeah. that's a different story, isn't it? But if he stays on that team week one. I feel he's the, the, the fact that they're shopping it makes me think they're going to take Fields because I, I Fields is ready to go. Mac Jones isn't. That's my opinion. Well, you're against the conventional logic, which says Mac Jones, the one who's ready to go, which is why they like him more. I'm not saying I agree, but that's what the logic out there is. No, Mac Jones is absolutely ready to go. He just doesn't offer the the ceiling which uh, Justin Fields does. So uh, they're both extremely, extremely accurate, but. I just, I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough fields, if I'm honest. So, I still that's think Jimmy G starts the season. If they say that, 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 that's, that's what it boils down to. I'm with you. What, what are we doing at running back then? Because this is a run first oh, team. I and that. they haven't gone. <laughs> well, yeah. well, have they going? Have they going? Yes, they're going. So, you say most that's going to start? Yeah, when he's fit, please. I like Jeff Wilson a lot. You say they don't have a running back, but you just named me too. Well, well, no. He's a running back, but have they got any running back? <laughs> yeah, so Tevin's gone. 49ers, Tevin's gone, yeah. McKinnon's gone. I, I, those two were rubbish last year, weren't they, in terms of fancy. Oh, McKinnon, McKinnon killed my waiver budget. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So if it's just two of them, I, I, if it's just two of them, I'm playing them both as our as flexes. Yeah, we agree on that. Jeff, Jeff Wilson's signs to win the low line. One year deal at 25, 26. That's it. Not that old. He, he is. Away? He is. I, I, he, he's quite old. He's not a dynasty buyer, is he? One year deal at that but age. I, yeah, that's what. Well, what I'm saying is, I. So I looked at the draft capital. They got third round pick. They got fourth round. You know, they they, they gave up all those picks, Chell, as we talked about that um, trade with Miami. But I think they were next year's 
So that makes me believe they still they could easily go running back in this draft. I I I also think they they could be going after a running back in this draft. Uh, around that, I think they got a couple of picks in the early hundreds. So I think possibly they could spend uh, spend some capital on a running back there. Is there a name? Well, I, I so I took Jamal Jefferson in in our draft redraft and. The reason was he plays on the West Coast. He plays at Oregon. Um, he's got family in San. He's obviously San Francisco have been up there to watch him a couple of games because it's quite close. Um, I don't actually think he's that good of a prospect anymore. Um, he had a bad uh, pro day as well. But Khalil Herbert's got a, a name that that's uh, basically anyone who can play in his own scheme because obviously you know what 49ers do. They stretch out. What what they do with the running backs is different than any other team. We talk about Shanahan's um, scheme. So what they do is they, they don't really run it north-south. They'll do the stretch. So they have agile linemen. That's quite key. They get to the edge quite quickly, and then they make one cut go. So Col- Tyron Coleman actually was the perfect running back for this system, um, back in Atlanta, Shanahan's system or whatever. Um, you just want players who, are, who, who, can, who can cut. And when they cut, they make, they, their acceleration is so good they can get through that first line and then they're not scared to have contact, obviously. I don't know if you all know, you know, the injury rate of running backs for Shanahan's teams probably more than any other injury rate for any other scheme because basically they just teach them to get to that, to the edge, see a hole and go through it. And then obviously you're going to have quite a big contact on the end of it. If you watch San Francisco play, the running backs take a batter in every single week. There's no way most of is going to, well, he didn't last last year. I don't think he lasted the year before. So if they go in with two, uh, well, my conclusion here is if they go with just two running backs, they're both flexes because they'll both share the work that much because they take such a batter in. And they're both, I think Wilson actually fits the scheme better. Hmm. Is that fair to blame him for running back injuries? Because you look at them. Yeah. He, he, run, he, he literally runs them outside as fast as you can and then turn up field as fast as you can. That, that is the San Francisco scheme. To Michael Hasty, you know, you can put anyone in that scheme who's got a bit of burst. They only look at the, the top end speed doesn't even matter at San Francisco. It's the, it's the short burst or whatever. 20 yard dash. Seems like uh, Michael Carter would be a nice fit for that then, based on what Probably. Yeah. Mm. Probably. They, they, they're not looking at anyone like James Conner, Kendon Drake, none of that style. Mark Ingram, no. absolutely never had that style. Get to the edge as fast as you can. Despite being a run first team, I'm still not that interested in their running back. I don't think you ever can be fully invested in a Shanahan running back because they're shelf life and their ability to say is not put up RB1 numbers is always a struggle. I know what you're saying. There's a lot of movement when it comes to their running back. They, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. And yeah. yeah, it's hard to invest heavily in any of them. But that's what makes it cheap. I mean, you're not going to pay a lot for Jeff Wilson, are you, in a dynasty draft? You just got to hit. It's, well, that, that's a, that's a, so, honestly, Shell, that, that is a really good, really good thing you just said there. Because what I've been looking at is I've been looking at situations that are not straightforward at running back. So we talked about two already today, Arizona and San Francisco. There's fantasy, there's fantasy numbers to have if you can choose the right back in a ambiguous backfield, if you like. So. I've gone in with Chase Edmonds and, and Jeff Wilson this year. I think they're going to come out of that backfield, which is an ambiguous backfield to start with. 
as the winners. You could say very similar things with Keyshawn Vaughan, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. I think Fournette might be the winner in that instance as well. So I, I, I've, when you do zero RB tactic, you want to be going after these teams where haven't got a, a bell cow running back. Instead of going maybe for Tony Pollard, who is going to be a handcuff for Zeke if Zeke goes down, why not target a Leonard Fournette who can be the lead back in an ambiguous backfield? So I've kind of changed my tactic by that. I think it's, it might work out. We'll see what yeah. happens. Chase yeah, Edmonds, Jeff people, Wilson, Leonard Fournette. They, they yeah. hate the headache. A lot of people hate that headache. And uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's fine. That's what, like I said, that's what drives the value down. People don't like the headache of not knowing if they're going to get carries this week or how many carries or how many catches or how many snaps. They, they don't like that headache. So, I've already said that so, today, though. Um, you have, you have, Pete, yeah. When you roll the you're, dice, you've got to be careful for it. For so if you're rolling dice on PJ Dallas and Penny, being RB ones, then you've got to be prepared for someone like Carson to sign a two-year deal and blow it all out the yeah. water. And then well, can, I ask a, can I ask a question? Chase Edmonds or, or Tony Pollard? Because one is a clear backup. Because Zeke is not, let's say Zeke has a full workload. Pollard's only, only going to be um, viable if he gets injured. Or Chase, who's in a, a 50, uh, maybe a 50 50 timeshare, could win the job. What would you rather, Nine? I think so if I. If my team's competitive, I want Edmund. If my team is going nowhere and I've just got a bunch of youngsters, I'd rather Pollard. I'd rather shoot for the stars. Because I don't think Chase will ever be. An RB one, I, I can't see it. I can't see him ever being the sole back in a backfield. So, where's Pollard? I do. So it all depends on the team composition. So, yeah, okay, chase fine. for a redraft it, situation. Okay, so you say you shoot for the stars, but in in the at the start when the kickoff of the season kicks off, Chase Edmonds mm-hmm. has got more chance of being uh, a top RB than Pollard. Yeah, because Pollard's waiting for an injury where Chase needs to win a job. Yeah. And that, and, that's, and that is basically what I'm saying for zero RB. Zero RB strategy should be targeting these, these running backs who could win a job. I agree, but my point was about the 49ers is when you tag these boys and they do win the job, their shelf life is still only a year with Shanahan because by the next year, someone else comes in and takes that job. And it consistently seems to happen. It's not the same as on other teams where someone wins a job and you get an RB one for a good couple of years. I think it's different with Shanahan. It always has been. He, he loves a committee system. He always has. So, yeah. And you've okay, got to deal with well. that. Let's, let's yeah. move away from the RBs then. Is there a yeah. tight end you're uh, interested in on this team? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one I've heard of. This Kittle fella sounds like he's a player. I've told you, it's my ad. I'd sell him. Yeah, you'd sell everyone, Pete. You do sell everyone. No. <laughs> What's the I reason, though? Everyone. What's the reason? It begins with an eye. It begins with an eye. We all know Waller is uh, tight end to it. Hmm. And what are you basing that on? Yeah, I'm, I'm basing that on oh, controversy because I'm looking at all your rankings. Say it, Matthew. Why No, he's not. As you were. Consistency yeah, Kittle's, K- Kittle's a bit older than we all think, probably. Um, so I think he might be, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would there. prefer Waller. I would prefer Waller probably just because they throw it a lot more. I, Debo Samuel what? and Ayuk. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, and Kittle have never been on the field at the same time. I've said that a couple of times. So I'm, or they have maybe for a game, but I'd be interested to see. Ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. What, what, where the snaps go, where the, where the percentages of the throws go when they're all together. And, you know, we're talking about a smaller piece of pie because they, they, they run the ball a lot more. So And the quarterback can controversy. I would take Walla over Kittle for all those reasons, probably. Say what you want to say about Kittle. Consistency is key at tight end. You can only put one person in your tight end. You usually only have one good tight end. And if Kittle's your man, you're missing him for half a season. It's very tough to win a league without your top tight end. Season. You draft someone like Kelsey, who I know is dropping because of his age. You know he's going to play all seven. Tight, tight. I mean, tight ends. You you got to have one of those three, or you wait until the round fifteen. That's what I've decided. You you go in either one, two, or three, or you just miss out so many of those middle rounds to just pick up a tight end at the end. I took Pitts number five, and and I was quite high, and I was quite happy with it. Yeah. Pitts' value probably, what were you thinking, Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta or Miami or Cincinnati. Those three are the likelihoods for Pitts. All good situations, but he probably doesn't perform year one, so you could probably pick him up year two of the same value, if I'm honest. Yeah, but in a draft, you always get them at the best value in a draft, I think. Then trying to trade for them. So... This time next year, Kittle or Pitts, who's got more value? It'll all depend on the season, won't it? Hmm. If Kittle plays Kittle very fickle. Uh, if 28-year-old Kittle plays six games next year and Pitts shows what he can do, that'll be extremely good. And I think people would edge towards the younger one. But because of dynasty reasons, they always prefer the younger, flashier model. If Kittle actually completes the season for once, then there'll be a no contest because Pitts is not going to explode in the first year. He's going to be able to show what he can do, but with any tight end, young tight end, they're not going straight in, scoring 10 touchdowns. No, it's just uh, interesting because we're obviously bringing up Waller, but Pitts could be in that conversation this time next year. He's most likely, but people said that, but I know a fan should be there. Uh, I think fans are great player. It, it does take time to fight, then, so you have to give it. Matt knows. I've been trying to buy Fant for the last yeah. two weeks. I think he's a great player. He's got a quarterback <laughs> issue. Rather than a talent issue, he's got a quarterback issue. That should be resolved. I've got a quarterback issue. issue. I, I, I just wanted to, to bring up the two receivers. So, in our draft yeah. just now, Debo went a full five rounds after Ayuke. So, if they were... If, Evo's the string a full season together. Is it a different in talent or is it because of the injury? Uh, it's, it's, it's for Pietro's injury, I think. For me, it's, it's de- the depth of the depth of targets for Debo. Is, is literally a lot of five, and a lot of five yards down the field. Five yeah. him and Kittle yeah. him and Kittle, him and Kittle will be fighting for the same targets. Ayuk is safer. Yeah, and also Ayuk I just, can. Yeah, I think Ayuk's safer than the field. When Debo's on the field, he gets uh, he's averaging ten targets a game, or close to. 
but again, again, that. not those with those three not on the field at the same time, yeah. But you have to, if they've never been on the field at the same time, can you reasonably say that one day they will, and that it's just going to stay like that forever? I don't think well, no. Can. The reason, so I, I think, if the three of them haven't been on the same, you, your argument could be, why do you like Ayuk so much if the three of them hasn't been on the same field at the same time? <laughs> but you, but, but actually, Ayuk is safe because he he's got his that. Average depth of the target for Ayuk is a lot more than Debo, where Debo and Kittle and even the running back will be fighting for those dump-off passes. I see Debo as a dump-off receiver, very similar to LaVisca Chenault, very similar. His yards per catch average is 14 for 2019 and 12 for 2020. That's, Debo. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Tell me what, if you've got, you got the, I'd be really interested in what Ayuk's is. If you've got okay, Ayuk. remember those numbers, 14 and 12. Well, well let's go with let's go with twelve, yeah. Uh, twelve seems high, Debo. Twelve, but are you twelve and a half? It's deceptive, I think, Antonio. You may you may see it in the game, but when you look at the actual numbers, it's not a million miles apart. And I Jimmy G likes Debo. This is a problem, but obviously we don't know who the quarterback is next year. This could all be up in the air. If the quarterback likes them, then this conversation's a bit moody. Where are you look, where are you getting those numbers from on sleeper? Yeah, it, yeah, it's very similar, but Debo sample size is is so small. You're looking at what is it, forty targets and eighty targets. It's, it's not, it's not a big sample size. But what I will say with Debo is, the coach will make full use of his skill sets, and that's why I think he's a lot more valuable than where he got drafted. But the I word comes into it because he can't stay on the field. He hasn't. He hasn't proved that he can stay on the field in two years now. But it's, yeah, it's only N- two nagging years. Nagging, hamstrings, and ankle injuries. Yeah, it's the same type yeah. of effect on him. If he can clear it up, there's huge value there, I think. In a, I think so as well. As yeah. I agree. being drafted so high. I know, I know he's young, he's 23, and he had a decent year, but it's a small sample size. I know mm. I'm I went to Higgins on exactly the same principle. <laughs> but, but yeah, you can get a similar type of player for half the price. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, value alone, you're probably right. Are you? Are you probably a sell then? Because if if all three are not on the same field uh, at the same time, we haven't seen it yet with the quarterback change. Uh, if he's going that high, yeah, I agree. Are you might be a sell rather than Debo being a buy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't think yeah. there's any other names receiving wise in that offense. We've discussed they sold, they basically got rid of every other receiver they had. Which suggests a bit of faith in Debo and Ayuk. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Which is odd considering Debo's injury history and Kettle. Mm. Are they bringing Would in you th- Well, I I think uh They'd have to be a rookie. They've got some names, haven't they? Jalen Hurd, is he back? Yeah, I think so. Um, Jalen Hurd, he had a bit of hype, didn't he, at one stage? James, Richie James? Richie uh, James? No, no one really popped out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through it. No one really popped out. Hurd is older no. than both of the other two receivers already. Hmm. When you think about it. And a use check, obviously. A use check, uh, no, no good fancy, but, you know, he... <laughs> if you t- if you look at every other team, we have, we don't talk about a fullback, but 
49ers use checks on the field a lot more, which is why which is why they don't have another space for a receiver. That makes sense. So they they usually put the fullback in there for running plays, even on pass, pass uh, you know play action passes because they run the ball so much. Use check will be in there a lot, which probably takes a player off the field. So that's why we only got two receivers and one tight end. Um, to yeah. Talk about. yeah, the systems are exactly conventional, so they don't need <clears> a, a free wide receiver set every every play. Yeah. Right, that's it then. I think that covers it. Any, any, anything else before we take you home? Anyone want to try rank those in the division? No, it's a, it's a great division. Uh, I'll say that, and ranking is really difficult. Who's yeah. winning it then? Yeah, who's, who's, who's winning this division? Rams for me. Rams for Cello Keep. Yeah, I have to agree. I think the Rams. Rams. Tony? Um, I think it's really close. Uh, I think Seattle. Seattle won't. Seattle. I want to say Cardinals, obviously, but I think um, they all take they'll all take games off each other, and I I I trust Pete Carroll, Wilson, Carson, Matt. Carr, you know, we talked about the offense. I think the defense got better, so I, I trust Seattle a bit more. Seattle for Tony then differential. Okay. Um. Well, that's it then. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone for listening today. Thank you guys for all the chat and debate as always. Um, if anyone wants to contact us on Twitter, debate any of this stuff, tell us how terrible this trade was in the next two years before it becomes Go really it. good, um, then you can do so at Bangers and Trash Pods or Bangers Trash Pods. Specific. Um, you can find us on individual accounts. That man makes me. Um, Tony, where can it find you, mate? FF underscore lights out seven. Perfect. Um, yeah, and during us next week, we'll be talking about rookies ahead of the draft. So, uh, exciting. That should be an exciting one. Plenty of, uh, plenty of debate. So, thanks for listening, guys.